This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Let me uh, welcome in this guest of mine, and it's weird how you can grow so much in just a short period of time. When I first had him on the show, I think it was four years ago, maybe it might have been longer. We had just kind of started, and he's from London. He's, you know, he's a watchmaker, and I was featuring, as we do on a Monday Mover, a guy that was starting a watch company, dope individual. But I didn't make the African connection last time he was here, and Mm. not in a way that I understand it now. So I'm so happy that he's back. He's uh, the, he's featured in Forbes magazine, uh, and he is doing something incredible with his business, helping people, helping people, particularly people in Africa through his e-commerce and other things. Let me welcome back to the show, entrepreneur, founder of Vitae Watch in London, Vitae London, William Adorse. Adorse, yes, yes. How are yes, you doing? Yes. I'm great, I'm great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming through. Um, during the break, I was telling you I had this this caller, and um, you know, I was saying, are you guys following? Because you're you're in London, um, are you following our politics here? But then I said, oh, you got your own Trump. <laughs> yeah, we're following very closely. I think there's really strong ties between the U.S. and the U.K. Um, I think we're just like the humbler, younger. Well, we're the older, no, the we're older. the older yet younger. Right. Like we're, well, I, you're on a bigger scale than us. We are, but let me tell you, you you gave birth to this monster. With so Great Britain, and you say we, is the we African? Because I'm I'm even changing my pronoun language. connection. Mm, right mm. when you say we, William, what's your your real the first name is, is Ya? <laughs> when you because you're Ghanaian, yeah, right? Yeah. When you say we. Is it London? Do you so, identify with it? So I check myself on this a lot, actually. So I, I identify with London. I'm loyal to London, but the rest of the UK is not a representation. Can kick rocks. Of, yeah. And for the record, London has a Muslim uh, mayor. Mm, that's true. That's facts. That's okay. facts. Sadiq Khan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are watching closely what's happening over here. Um, I think we follow suit with what happens in the UK a lot as well. So, yeah, we're definitely watching. Okay. As a black man, because mm. that's what you are, right? Yep. In the diaspora. Yeah. How how do you show up in the world? How do you see yourself? Do you how are you connected? And are you the continent? Because I said I'm going to Africa this mm. this uh, winter coming up. I may not come back. Like I was joking, but I'm not really joking because mm. I feel like there's a pull. I don't know what's here. Mm. I don't know what's there. And mm. I think everywhere we show up outside of that continent. We're not wanted. Mm, and I'm mm, tired mm. of begging people to accept it's the so goodness tiring. that we're bringing yeah. into the world. I'm tired of yep. begging you to see me. Yep. I feel like we always have to try 10 times more than our, our counterparts. For instance, with our business, um, we've recently managed to raise investment. And it was such a struggle. Like I know people out there who have never made a penny with their business, created a deck, have raised hundreds of thousands. I initially had like $9,000. We made that into a couple hundred thousand dollars and we were struggling to raise finance anywhere. You had so, proven profits. Proven profits and we were still struggling. Um, but funnily enough, we actually first received investment from a lady in the States called Arlen Hamilton, who's part of the backstage. Oh, yeah, backstage so, capital. Okay, Arlen Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, they invested in us. And then last month, we allowed the public to invest in us. And we had over 600 people invest as well. So from, you did like a crowdfunding. Exactly. Your, your version of that. Yeah, equity crowdfunding. Um, so, yeah, it's just about understanding the barriers, um, but not allowing those barriers to limit you. 
um, and finding clever ways around it because otherwise you're just going to end up depressed. You're just going to end up looking at the problems and focusing on the problems all the time. Not but the we've yeah we've got too much we've got too many lives to impact and change to be focused on that. And let's talk about that because you don't mm. just do watches, yeah. right? You're doing a watch, but mm. the watches have a because you you could wear any kind of timepiece, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just um, trolling Odell Beckham for wearing a two hundred fifty thousand dollar watch on the football <laughs> field. I was like, why do you need a watch that costs two hundred fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> right? It's not about the watch with you because mm. the watches are elegant, they're sleek, mm. they're they're mm. they're very um, minimalist, you yep. know, very nice, nicely designed. What's the story? Yeah, so so as you said rightly earlier, my I was born in London, but both my parents are from Ghana, um, and my dad actually grew up in a village in Ghana. Was the first in my family line to learn to read and write, um, and that broke her. Yeah, that broke her like a generational line of poverty that was just kind of cursing us for years. Um, and through him, yeah, getting that education and breaking that, breaking that, I just seen the potential that has come forth in my life, my siblings' lives, obviously his life. Um, and seeing that, I wanted to to make a difference in more lives across the continent. So it inspired me to start my company. I've always loved fashion, always loved design. Um, and Vitae is actually Latin for life. So our whole thing is to be the fashion brand changing lives. So whenever we sell a watch, we actually help support a child free education um, across the continent of Africa. So we've supported children in South Africa, Zimbabwe, Lesotho, Uganda and Ghana. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, an amazing journey so what far. What does that look like? Walk us through that. Because, yes. you, you know, you, you, you go buy a watch, you go mm. to Vitae, Vitae, um, V-I-T-A-E, yeah. London.com. Mm. You go shopping, mm. right? You go, oh, I like this black one. All black. <laughs> Boom. Click on it midnight. Mm-hmm. Midnight watch. Boom. I'm going to buy it. Mm. I, I check out. I can also get it in rose gold, mm. but I like it in black, black. Because I'm black. <laughs> Boom. Add to my cart. I buy it. No doubt. You get the money. Yep. How does that process so, into? So we've got charity partners on the ground. So the minute we receive a sale at the end of the month, what happens is we collate our total order numbers and then we purchase solar lamps. So that's our new initiative. So whenever a watch is bought, we then gift a child in one of these villages a solar lamp, meaning they don't have to. Solar tra- lamp. Yep. Yep. So they don't have to travel for hours at nighttime or burn harmful fuels just to study. Um, so we yeah, we saw so that. So let's pause for a second. Mm. In several countries in Africa, electricity is waxing and waning. It's an issue, right? Right. But kids want to learn so much Mm. that they walk miles to streetlights just to study with their books, just to study. Yeah. From their home, from their village, they will walk miles just to study. Yeah. You're giving them solar lamps, Mm -hmm. which allows them to study in their homes. Mm. How much does that cost you? It doesn't cost us a ridiculous amount, so it only costs us about ten percent of our sale. Um, but it means instantly we can, yeah, we can literally change a child's life. And the beauty of it is that what we're seeing is that once we impact one child, often their siblings come alongside and they get the free solar lamp. The random person across the street comes in as well. So it's beautiful to see that the impact isn't just to one person. So. How do yeah. you pick a child? How do you know where to go? So the beauty of it is the um, the charity partners on the ground. So they're able to, they're there with the children day in, day out. They're able to ascertain which children need it the most and um, which children, yeah, which children have the biggest kind of levels of poverty. And then they often will go to those homes, gift those children um, and ensure that we're impacting the children that need it. Okay. 
Um, vitae. Yes, yes. Uh, means life. Yes. Well, is there an African word or a Ghanaian <laughs> tree word? Is there three words that there's tree? Do you uh, is that your tree? Yeah. So with Ghana, it's mixed. So my dad is um, Ashanti, and the tree language is a dialect of the Ashantis, and my mom's actually Gar. Um, so as a result, they only spoke English really in the house. So I understand some tree, but not as much as I should. As an um, African, because I think again. In the four years since I met since mm-hmm. met you for the first time, mm-hmm. I have changed mm-hmm. my my entire like something in my molecular structure. To quote Billy Porter, has shifted. The whole diaspora shifting. You I, feel it, right? I, I, I just sense a real move. You can sense it in the music and everything. Like as in Fat our, Joe's talking about the African drumbeats. Yeah. Now he got trolled a little bit by <laughs> Lat- y'all, Latino people. Stop it, y'all. <laughs> he ain't lying. Stop it. But he talked about this. Yeah. The same thing I talk about every day. There's no music without the African drum. There is without the guitar, which is African. The guitar mm. is African. The drum is African. Mm. There's no music mm. without us. Mm. So, yeah, of course mm. you feel it. There's a shift everywhere. And I feel like there's going to be, even with this December with Ghana, um, I was there last December, last November. Even last year, November, I was there for a dinner with Prince Charles. I, I can say, wait, wait, stop, stop. He just, he just threw that. So I was at dinner with Prince Charles. <laughs> was Camilla Bowles Parker there? Camilla was there. What? She was. Yeah, he said that. I heard him. Yeah, so I, I got flown out for that dinner. But when I was there, I realized that, what even with Britain, what they're realizing is that they need to strengthen how they align with Africa. There's a there's a real growth, and also what you realize is, especially in these European countries, is that their populations. If you if you looked at, at the breakdown of their populations in 20 to 30 years, there won't be a lot of youth, but in Africa, the youth population is just booming and rising. Um, so there's just massive potential, um, and there's just a real shift happening, and I think we're. More than ever, we're proud of who we are. Um, we're standing strong and we're not. I remember growing up in school um, and the African children would lie that they were Jamaican because Africans were looked down on, Jamaicans were the cool ones that had been there a few more generations. But there's a real beauty in Africans just wow. owning who we are now. So, As you said, because I've heard that Africans have, Africa, particularly Nigeria and Ghana, have more 20-year-olds. Like, that's the largest mm, mm, mm. burst. I think uh, Nigeria is 18, the average age, or something ridiculous like that, right? When we're in this country, 2040, they said that America's going to be what they call majority-minority. I just... You know, I call it something else. Majority, majority, but yeah. Right, but it's it's it has instilled, invoked a certain level of fear mm. that has unleashed this backlash mm. of as people fear that they're no longer going to be represented. But my thing is, whiteness was a made up construct to to denigrate and keep certain people at the bottom of the food chain. And it was never their land in the first place. So why why you intimidate like? That doesn't Why make are you any mad, sense. right? Yeah. But but I'm wondering if we know Africa is the birth is going to give rise and birth mm. to the most to the to the, the youthful generation, right? Do you, uh, let me not even put it out there. Mm. All right, I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> let me ask you about navigating these spaces because yeah. to to sit with um to sit with the Prince Charles to sit with Richard Branson. Tell mm. me about that relationship. Mm. So yeah, he's actually a mentor of mine. A mentor, uh, like you sit with him. Yeah, yeah. So I was chosen out of 10,000 entrepreneurs. I was chosen as one of two um, to be mentored by him. Um, and yeah, just being in those rooms, I think I've learned to lav- navigate them from a young age. So I received a scholarship to go to like a prestigious boarding school when I was 11. So for five years, I was like one of 
five or six black people in this massive school. Um, so I've learned how to navigate these areas, but always stay authentically myself. How do you do that? I think it's my circle. I think I, I make sure I'm around people who who stand firm in who we are as a people. Um, I don't like to, I don't change just because I'm around them. I know how to adjust around them, but I don't change around them. I'm not a different person. My persona doesn't change. Um, so I think it's important that we just learn who we are, own who we are and run with that. Um, that's the issue. A lot of people just don't know who we are as a people. Oh, don't know who they are individually. I've been on this for a minute too, getting people to walk into their purpose and walk into the, mm. to, to who they are. We don't understand our greatness. We don't understand the amount of things we've already had to overcome just to be at the starting line. Like when we actually take a minute to look at our greatness, look how far we've come, it would actually give us the encouragement to go further and to keep going and to not look at the hindrances, but realize that we've already scaled so many hindrances just to be there. What did you eat for dinner when you were sitting with um, Charles <laughs> and Camilla? Both. They just they had canapes just going around the whole evening. Okay, so it was past hors d'oeuvres is yes, what we yes. call them. Yes, past hors d'oeuvres. Past hors d'oeuvres. Horse d'oeuvres. Uh, <laughs> Two things that you've learned from Richard Branson, who was one of the most mercurial and visionary mm. entrepreneurs, very, very much a visionary. Mm. I'm, tr I'm not trying to get on his spaceship to Mars. <laughs> However, maybe the tenth trip once it's been proven. yeah after they've worked out the kinks. I don't, I'm not a good flyer. <laughs> Two things you've learned from him. Um, the first thing, and I would say the key thing, is to own my story. Um, when Vitae first started, I made sure I wasn't the face of it. I hid it behind because I was thinking, why is a 40-year-old white man from the middle of England ever going to buy a, a watch from a black 20... I was 26 at the time from London. Um, so I was hidden for a long time. And then when I sat down with him just for one moment and he told me the power about PR, he told me the power of owning my story, even owning the negative elements of it because there's strength in me overcoming those. Um, it's just been a phenomenal journey since then. So we've been featured on uh, yeah, CNN, BBC, Forbes, most importantly, the Karen Hunter show on SiriusXM. Like we've, we've been able to be in some amazing places because we've owned our narrative, owned our story and haven't backed down. Um, so that that would be one key thing I've learned. And also another key thing is just, and not just from Richard Branson, but I've just learned in general in this journey is the power of losing entitlement. Um, I really mm. I really try to live like no one owes me anything because the minute you do that, it pushes you to be more grateful. Because for instance, even my siblings never had to buy one of my watches. They've earned their money. Why do I have a right to tell them what they do with their money? Um, so once I learned to let go of entitlement... So you don't feel no ways if they don't buy it? No, I, I shouldn't. Like, it's their money. How dare I tell them what to do with their money? But because of that mindset, it's pushed me to create products that are better than my competitors at a competitive price, which means they naturally support and they naturally buy it. But then in turn, I'm actually grateful when they do it as opposed to being entitled and expecting them to. Tell me about this, because this wasn't on your site when you first came here. The, mm. um, and pronounce this for me, Tetrafu? Tetrafu, yeah. So that's, Tetrafu is a village in Ghana in the Ashanti region. Ah, so you did do that. Mm. You came back. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Africa's all over the site. All so right. the Warmer Range is named after a village in South Africa, and the Klein School Range as well. And then the Tetrafu Rings are named after a village in, in Ghana, so... We're always honoring the motherland. Okay. So if I want to get this ring, can I get it with 
my initials. Yes, you can get engraving on there. You can get symbols on there. I'm actually going to do an offer for all your listeners. So um, the first 10 people to purchase a product on our site will get 50% off. Um, if they use five zero five zero, a massive discount. That is massive. Just because you're a legend. Massive. <laughs> I love so it. they just need to use the code Sirius fifty. So S I R I U S fifty on our site. The first ten people to do that will get fifty percent off. I want I want this ring. I think I'm gonna buy it. Uh, because I don't wear jewelry. Okay. Right. I'm not. But I I started wearing this African. Mm. I got this from Ghana, love right? Um, and it's got my African name, Born on Sunday, on it. Uh, I also have one that has Queen, just mm. Queen. You know, is it Queen or Hema? It just says Queen. Okay, okay. Hema is or Hema is the is the tree way of saying Queen. Uh, okay. You need to get you one. I of do, those. I do. But so I plan it when I go there. I'm like immersed in this, mm. and I think it's important to make the connection for us. Mm, mm. So I love what you're doing, but you're still not on this website. Which William, website? on your on Vita, mm. yeah, yeah you are not there. <laughs> I went through it. <laughs> we're actually doing a massive rebuild at the moment, so our new website will be live in a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, we're just doing a lot of work in the background just to make sure it's extremely slick. Okay, mm. yeah, no, it's already. I mean, it it's, it functions. Thank you. But thank you. you know, the the thing that you were saying about representation, you know, you telling mm. your story, mm. I think that's really vitally important, and um, and I love the the whole everything that you're doing thank in you. the community. You are in, amazing. I thought you were amazing the first time I, I so saw much. you, so I was excited that you're coming back. <laughs> All right, two things that I must do when I go to Ghana. Two things you must do in Ghana. Okay, one thing you must go to a region called Ada. Um, that's actually where my mum's family's from. A D D A. No, A D A. A D A. Yeah. So they've got like phenomenal water sports there. Just it's just such what a beautiful. You mean water sports like jet skiing yeah, and stuff? Everything's like, so there. it's like like that. It's all there. Okay. It's all there. So, so that's fun. Yeah, that's okay. extremely fun. And second thing, if you're going in December, there's two really big festivals. One called Afrochella, one called Afro Nation. Afro Nation? Um, Afro Nation. Yeah, um, and that they, yeah, they're both amazing festivals. We're gonna have some big acts down there as well. So okay. now I heard that the food is not what I'm. I'm I'm thinking <laughs> it's it. The food should be delicious because it's fish. It should be fish because it's near the ocean. Yes, we we do have some fish. Tilapia is one of our yeah. But tilapia is not. Yeah. All right, you know that's man made, yeah, right? Genetically modified, etc. That's right. not. Are y'all catching tilapia <laughs> in the in the ocean? No, you're not. <laughs> There's no tilapia in the ocean. But the way we season Allegedly. it is delightful. Yeah, we season stuff. We make chitlins <laughs> to li- delicious. Stop it. So, um, uh, jollof rice. Yes. Uh, Nigerians think their rice is better than yours. Just, I don't even need to argue. Like, okay. you just taste the Ghanaian jollof and there will be no debate. Okay. I don't, yeah. We don't need to waste time arguing Okay, all right, that. fine. Fine, fine, fine. Ghana right. wins. What, what, <laughs> all right, so 50% off when you yes. go to V-I-T-A-E, London.com. That's right. Listen, I'm so proud of you. Um, Appreciate I you. look forward to the relaunch. I look forward to connecting with you in Ghana. No doubt. We're going to stay in touch. We're going to have a good time for sure. All right. William Adorsi. 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 <laughs>